What's up gamers and welcome to Lost at Sea Gaming. I am Hulking Yoda, the captain of this ship, the SS Gamer. And in this episode, it's time to lace up your shoes and throw on a jersey and join me in my review of Space Jam, A New Legacy, the video game. Before we jump into the details of this game's story, let's take a minute to check out a few interesting facts that you may not have known about this game or its developer in The Breakdown. Gamers, Space Jam A New Legacy is the sequel to the classic 1996 film Space Jam starring Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, all the Looney Tunes that you could want. This game, this movie... A New Legacy, it's all about LeBron James. He's what most would consider today's Michael Jordan. So when it comes to making a game for this property and for this newest entry in the film franchise, LeBron, Xbox, and Looney Tunes and Warner Brothers teamed up together to put out there to gamers, hey, we want to create a game. What kind of game do you want to see made for Space Jam A New Legacy to tie into its launch this summer? Well, after looking at different children or younger adult as well as adult fans who maybe grew up on the original movie and wanted a piece of input on this new game coming out, there is a contest and uh, tons of submissions were put in for the different ideas that people had for what kind of a game Space Jam A New Legacy should be. Ultimately, it was the combination of ideas from one younger fan and one adult fan that came together that ultimately ended up with the game that we got. Gamers, when we talk about the game's story, it's pretty epic. We have an, a malevolent AI named Algie Rhythm who drags basketball star LeBron James into cyberspace. LeBron must now team up with all the Looney Tunes and find the legacy code, which can be used to stop Algae Rhythm's evil plan. Now, this legacy code is spread across three floppy disks, which are each guarded by Algae Rhythm's servants, which include characters like the Brow and White Mamba from the film. Now, once you get all three floppies and you insert them into the machine at the end, you face off against Algae Rhythm and ultimately save the day. Pretty epic, right? <laughs> Uh, bottom line is, hey, look, this is a basic premise for what is meant to be a basic tie-in game, right? So for what it is, and taking it within the context of what it is, I don't hate on this story. Uh, it was actually halfway decent. You know, it gives an excuse for why LeBron and the Looney Tunes are pulled into a video game space, right? And just the way it was executed throughout the course of the game, it makes sense. I mean, if you've seen the films, The Brow, White Mamba, these guys are kind of like bosses in and of themselves in the movies. So it kind of makes sense within the context of the worlds that you go through that each one would be guarding a floppy disk. So I thought it was great. I thought it kind of paid homage to the 90s aspects and, and heritage of the original film with the floppy disks and just the classic side-scrolling gameplay. Bottom line is, what more could you ask for from a story in this context? So... There you have it. That's the story, the epicness that is Space Jam A New Legacy, the video game. Now let's go talk about the graphics and sound. Gamers, the graphics, I'll start there first. The graphics are exactly what you would expect from this style of game. They're that classic 16-bit sprites and backgrounds that are very nice, honestly, uh, and fitting for this game. 
given what the gameplay is. Now, they're not going to melt your eyes. You can play on a Series X all you want, but I promise you, you will not be wowed or amazed uh, by these graphics. But again, they are serviceable for what this game is. Now, as far as the sound, you do have your old school sounding tunes from the same era of gaming. And yeah, you got a few one or two liners that are coming from LeBron and the different Looney Tunes as you're doing attacks or uh, LeBron says, whoa, uh, cracked me up numerous times throughout the course of my playtime with the game. And, you know, it's just it's exactly what you would expect is the best way I know how to put it. It's exactly the kind of sounds, music and graphics and visual style that you would expect from a side scrolling 16 bit beat em up arcade style game. So really no complaints here. Let's move on to the controls. Controls in Space Jam A New Legacy are very standard. They're very basic 2D side-scrolling variety of controls. I mean, you got your forward, you can move backward, you can jump, you can go kind of up and down in the environment, that 2D environment. Yeah, you can interact with a few item pickups here or there. You punch and kick and throw or pass the basketball that you have at your disposal here, which honestly was probably the coolest thing about uh, the just basic moving around gameplay, which I'll get to the basketball and the gameplay segment here of the review. Uh, you do press Y to use cards, which are essentially the game's special moves. And just in general, I mean, it's you don't really need much else in this kind of a game as far as just movement, item pickup, and a special attack, right? So I didn't really have any issues with the controls either. They were exactly what the game needed for what it was. So nothing real to complain about as far as controls are concerned. So let's talk about the meat of the game and its gameplay. Gamers, when talking about the gameplay in Space Jam and New Legacy, it's exactly what we've been talking about. It fits the style of this game. It is a 2D side-scrolling one to three player co-op classic arcade style beat-em-up game. And think about Streets of Rage, Double Dragon, even X-Men and Ninja Turtles, those arcade games from back in the day, the gameplay is extremely, extremely comparable to those games. And it's very straightforward. Now, I will say just for perspective, I played through the game with my wife and son, as I tend to do in these style of games. As I told you in my reviews of Battletoads and Streets of Rage 4 last year, check those reviews out if you're that classic style of gamer. It's a lot of fun. So given the fact that you have three players that can play at the same time, I will say that there are three characters that you can choose to play as. One is going to be, of course, LeBron James. And the second will be Bugs Bunny. The third is Lola Bunny. Now, I will say that I chose to play as LeBron. My wife was Lola and my son was Bugs. Now, each one of these characters, there's really not a whole lot of difference between the three of them as far as movement or move sets or anything like that. Uh, I will say that essentially we work together to you know go left to right on the 2D plane. You beat up the game's enemies along the way, which are pretty much all different types of robots that you come across with punches and kicks. And occasionally you're going to be throwing in the game's version of special moves to take out these enemies, which those special moves come in the form of cards. Now, these cards have non-playable Looney Tune characters that are on them. And when you use these cards, they can do things that are going to benefit you and your friends in battle. So say, for instance, someone uses the Taz card. He's going to come out, Taz, and spin around in his classic tornado form from enemy to enemy, inflicting hefty damage 
and or taking them out completely. So depending on whether it's a boss or a heavier enemy that you're fighting, most of the time I save Taz for a, a screen clearing event. So say if there is 10 enemies, and that does happen, that all of a sudden you're just overwhelmed with enemies, and the three of you are going and punching and kicking, and you're just, man, you're feeling that overwhelming feeling. If you have built up to the point where you can use your card, then that's the perfect time to use Taz. Now, as I stated, you do have to build up to it. So there is a meter that's underneath your health meter. And as you punch and kick your way through enemies, you see it fill. And once it's filled, obviously, it's up to you when you would like to use that card by pressing the Y button. Now, another card favorite of mine was Granny, which when used, it would drop tons of food items that are on the ground for you and your friends to eat, replenish your health, which, believe it or not, even in those overwhelming situations, it was it was needed in some cases. Especially helped out a lot in boss fights when they could get a little tricky. Now, the unique aspect this game has over others of the same style is that use of the basketball in-game. It's always in play, and one of the three characters always has it and is always dribbling it as you progress forward, which I thought was pretty cool. You can actually pass the basketball to other players or... Ultimately, you can use this basketball for an attack. You hold down the attack button to charge the basketball for a nice ranged attack. The longer you hold it down, the more powerful the strike, obviously. Otherwise, Tweety always will return that ball to the nearest character to keep it in play. So say you throw the ball and you miss the enemy, it'll bounce on the ground. But Tweety will go and pick it up and bring it to the nearest player just to keep that ball in play. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. Now, outside of a few breakable objects with health or score pickups, there's really not much else going on in these levels. They're very short, and each world that the game has has multiple levels, of which there are three main worlds that you have to conquer and retrieve its respective floppy disk. Now, you do this by defeating the world's boss, which is that classic video game boss approach of, hey, watch their pattern, avoid where the attacks come from, and wait for an opening to strike, rinse, repeat. No real issues I had with the gameplay, honestly. I just, I honestly, I wish there was more of it because it was fun for what it was. It was just very, very brief. But even for how short it was, the enemy variety was very nice, uh, surprisingly. And the bosses, they were each unique unto themselves. Now, the game does offer other modes outside of just your standard start to finish story. Uh, it has a boss rush mode, which is where you fight each of the game's bosses in a row and you try to defeat them using only one life. And a hard difficulty mode if you want some added challenge. Now, either of the, neither of these modes I messed with, but if you're wanting to spend some more time with the game or you're going for all 1,000 gamer score, you'll have to complete these modes. Now that we've talked about all the specifics of the game, let's go check out the ship's chronometer to find out how long it took me to finish the game, as well as how long it might take you to play through the game, depending on your play style. Gamers, as stated, I did play through Space Jam with my wife and son, and as far as time and the length of time it would take to get through the game, I don't necessarily feel that that would have affected the amount of my clear time. I will say the reason why is because I have seen online that based upon other people's clear times on a single-player run, it lines up pretty much with exactly the time frame that it took for the three of us to finish, which was our clear time on that final clear time screen was 33 minutes. So you can probably expect to beat this game in about half an hour, depending on how you're playing it and what really you're doing. The bottom line is that single playthrough, start to finish just once with the normal difficulty on the story mode, roughly half an hour. Now, if you are wanting to try out boss rush mode, play through it a second time on hard difficulty, 
And ultimately, if you're going for all 1,000 gamer score, I would still say you could probably get all 1,000 and do everything the game has to offer in roughly two hours' time. So really, a very easy 1,000 if you're an achievement hunter out there. So it might be something worth checking out. Now, let's go see what my final thoughts and score are for the game. Gamers, overall, I had fun with Space Jam A New Legacy, and I honestly do have a soft spot for the franchise, for basketball, so maybe there is some bias here, but from a technical standpoint, honestly, I really didn't see that there was that much wrong with the game. It's free, so it's exactly what it promotes itself to be, and it really doesn't try to be anything more than what it is, so I really can't fault it for that. The graphics are exactly as best as you could possibly get from a 16-bit generation of a game. The controls are just what would fit that gameplay style. All in all, there's really not much here to complain about for me. Again, reiterating the fact that this is a free-to-play game. The only thing I would say, you know, I, I, and I get it again because the game is free, but the length. I, I just kind of wish it was a little bit longer. And I, again, I don't want it to be a 10-hour epic. But eh, five hours, maybe, would have been a little bit more serviceable. Uh, I would have really appreciated that. You know, just the typical length of a Streets of Rage 4, Battletoads, that's something that I would have loved to have seen. Just a little bit more length to that story. But for what the game is, and for what brief enjoyment I did get out of it, I would say that I am happy with settling on a final score of a 7.75 out of 10. That'll do it for my review of Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Game. I hope you've enjoyed your time aboard the SS Gamer. You can join its crew by searching for Hulking Yoda on the Xbox and PlayStation networks. Reach out to me via email at lostatseagaming365 at gmail.com, as well as find me on social media on Instagram at lostatseagaming and on Twitter at lostatseagamin, the number one. Thank you for listening, and until the sea says otherwise, we'll keep sailing.